0: It's time for The Rush with OU Color Analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler
1: McComas.
2: Last night, what, what did we hear around 7 o'clock, Tyler? Is that whenever it uh, came across no, the wire?
1: I, I think sooner it was like 6.30 probably uh, oh, okay. around there. Yeah, I, I got, uh, I got uh, the notification in my uh, evening commute home back to Oklahoma City and Nice job by you. You basically hinted at that it could it was going to happen uh, that evening, and you were dead on balls accurate with that. Look at that. Good stuff.
2: Well, um, I just said something, and it happened to come true. A lot of times I just randomly say stuff, and it doesn't happen.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, kind of how um, it goes. Random question to all of this. We've kind of covered it all up to this point. We'll, we'll do so this final hour. But where does this like where does this go in Joe C's legacy, when it's all said and done for him? Where does getting OU to the Premier conference in all of college football like, Where does that rank in terms of the, the, the biggest things that he's done here? Or is it not rank at all?
2: Um, I would say, to be determined, not enough information given. I, as we look at it right now, it looks great. Revenue, um, excitement from the fan base. You know, this is where the the majority of the energy in football has been concentrated in the country, in the Southeast. Um, You can't be ignored whenever you go to the SEC and win a conference or win 11, 12 games in a season. You know, that's... It is exactly what everyone says it is. But you know, there are some possible downsides. If sure. competitively you can't get it together and you, like, there's a real risk right whenever you go of, of losing. Like across the country, people know Oklahoma football. It's been a mainstay in every decade since the 50s. I guess, except for maybe the '90s. All yeah, right?
1: yeah. But no, I mean that—that—that's it's a fair point. Like, I forget who Nebraska's AD was at the time that they made the move, but I'm sure they were super excited about it. They don't look as fondly at the move now. I, right. I actually, I know that they don't look as fondly at the move. Sure.
2: Yeah. So, I the the risk is competitively, you're not ready. You you make the switch and you go eight and four. And, you know, everyone's looking like, okay, yeah, the SEC's a little more difficult than you thought, isn't it? Because people are waiting to point the finger at Oklahoma and say, what you've been doing isn't real. You got away with being in an easy conference. Now you're in with the big dogs. You're just another team. Everyone has the tweet locked and loaded, ready to send. Every hot take artist out there is ready to uh, to you know jump on camera and start saying that same thing about Oklahoma. So like if you go out there and prove that to be true, get ready for everyone to jump on. And once they jump on, it's going to be hard to switch that narrative. You're going to have to climb from the rubble. So there is a risk, but competitively, if you go in, you stand toe to toe with the big boys. You you start off in you know one of the first couple years, win ten games. Gosh, who knows, make it to a SEC championship game, then improve that you belong, get ready for the rocket ship. And if that's yeah. the case, and I believe it will be, then I think this will be looked at as a huge moment for sports at Oklahoma. And, you know, you could draw whatever conclusions you want to on what it means for Josie's legacy that I think is already, you know, as good as it gets.
1: I'm happy about this. I'm pretty sure that you're happy about this. I know that you're happy about this. Fans are, you know, all that. I'll tell you who's really happy about this news, um, Norman business owners. I told you about this a couple of months ago when I was at a Norman uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting, and they had – and I think that you're familiar with this uh, study that they did and and the guys that were on the trip, but they went to, I think, three different SEC venues this last football season – and they met with, you know, like the Tuscaloosa Chamber of Commerce and the other places that they went to. And, like, how Ole, much money – It was money, Ole Miss
2: and Vanderbilt, I think, right?
1: No, it, Arkansas. It was Arkansas, Alabama, and maybe Ole Miss was, was the other one. Anyway, like, they met with the Chamber of Commerce in those towns. Like, they tried to go to places that were comparable to Norman, like, which makes sense, right? And, hey, how much do you generate on just an average SEC home game – and what they found is that an average SEC home game is three times more for that city than it is for an average Big 12 game and what OU is generating right now in the city of Norman. So,
2: yeah, yeah, a lot more yeah. money
1: is about to funnel in.
2: A lot more money. You know, you're, not only are you going to a, uh, a conference where the fan bases are way more engaged, let's set that aside for a moment. But you're dealing with some fatigue with your current fan base and trying to get excited about the same teams coming to town year in year out. Uh, that's that's just how it goes. Like I think there would have been the same, like a similar boom, had we gone to the Pac-12 or to the Big Ten, just because you've got you know some new faces coming to town now. You throw in the SEC, where those fan bases are going to be showing up days early, packing this place. You know you're a historic name; they're going to be super interested to come here and see what you've got to show, what you, how you can present yourself to what they've already got. It's there's going to be a feeding frenzy uh, on our hands. So I think it's I think it's going to be big time.
1: One of those guys on the uh, SEC road trips I was just referencing, just texted in on the text line. It says, we went to Lexington, Kentucky, too. Plans to visit Gainesville, Gainesville, Athens, and Oxford this coming year. And (laughs) you'll love this. So it's like, hey, here's what we're planning to do, which I appreciate that inside information. But I can see two texts ago, this person said, Jamal Brown was a defensive lineman out of hike school, as you like to say. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it spelled out high school, like you say. So that's good. Yes. I love that. But that's good. Yeah, they're going to Gainesville, Athens, and Oxford this coming year. So they're going to see how it's done in the South and then uh, try to implement some of those things at Norman. Pretty smart.
2: Think about that. How would that be for uh, three – uh, conference games on the road to go to those three places. Gainesville, good, Athens,
1: it? and Oxford. I mean, pfft, Teddy, I, yeah, that would be good. Um, going to the swamp, going to the road, like the, 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 the premier program right to, now and the biggest party spot, like that's a dream come true.
2: If you went to any one of those three places in our current conference, it would be by far the the best road game of the year, we're, light
1: we're going crazy about BYU, where there's very little alcohol there, right? Like we're going for the mountains out there. That's what we're excited about. You throw in Gainesville, Athens, or Oxford, it's a totally different ballgame. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll see how it uh, how it lines up. I mean, that's the next big thing that we we have to kind of wait for is the Southeastern Conference meetings in Destin. Um, Whenever those happen this spring, and uh, that's whenever we're going to figure out what the format is going to look like for scheduling in the fall of 2024. And I think, I think it's think the it's, three six. Uh,
1: do you do you disagree? I think it's three six, and OU's playing Arkansas, Texas, and Missouri every year. No,
2: do I think that, or
1: yeah? Do you well, think that? Like, if you had to guess what the schedule. Uh, releases or uh, the, the the method that they have every single year. Do you think I'm right with that three six and those three teams, or do you think it's going to be something else? Uh,
2: I hope that's what it is. The um the out the SEC outsider that has long thought that the way that they schedule games is a scam and. They set up their best teams to to play at home and to win a bunch of games year and year out uh, that part of me thinks it's gonna be the one and eight it's way easier to manipulate one and eight than it is three and six
1: yeah well I is that a is that an overall good thing or an overall bad thing you're right I if it's one eight, they're going to manipulate the schedule. They're going to manipulate the schedule with three and six. Who are we kidding? But they can do a little bit more with the one and eight. Will it be an overall benefit or not for for OU?
2: Here's the thing: if 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 they can tell me with the one and eight nine conference games, one permanent opponent, eight rotating opponents, if they can give me because with that number you should be able to get to a good like a rotation where you can hit everyone within a certain amount of time. If they can give me a definite rotation of when you're going to play a certain group of teams, then I'll, then I'll be okay with it. But if they're not going to do that, if they're not going to specify exactly how you rotate through the other opponents that aren't permanent, then I want the three, six.
1: Yeah. Uh, we need a bigger campus corner for SEC move. That's from Tulsa. Mike. Uh, I think I mean I think Campus Corner is is okay. Like maybe you would see more businesses uh ha, you know come in on Campus Corner. I don't know, but the overall size of it, I I think it's okay for now. I don't see an issue with well, it. Well, there's
2: there's some people that have some big plans for doing some stuff around Campus Corner now. Um, their plans, their hopes. I don't know that they ever actually get there. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of moving parts there. A lot of A lot of ins and outs and what have yous, but, you know, we're not the only people that recognize what's going to happen here whenever we go to the SEC. There's a lot of savvy business people out there that know that it's going to become big time around campus for these big time football games, and they're wanting to develop some stuff. So, like, whether or not that ever happens, we'll see, but... You know, there's there's some people that have some ideas of, of ways to make that area uh, at least better in their eyes. I don't know what the the you know the fan base would think of it, but people want development to happen right there.
1: Um, I love this topic. Uh, Four oh five. The OU Architecture School made a whole new model for campus corner. Uh, this is from three eight six. Lawrence McKinney, president and CEO of NEDC, was the Athens Chamber president experienced and understands the importance and impacts of this move. So, yeah, I, I, you're, you're right, man. Everyone understands what's about to happen here. It's right. it's going to be a boom, man. And, and it's going to be really exciting around here. It's going to be really, really – if you can combine – you said rocket ship earlier. If you can combine this boom that I think is going to happen locally – with a winning team, because just, just on that front, man, like e- everything is just better around here when the football team is winning at a high level. But if you can like get that lightning in a bottle, they win, and the SEC move happens at the right time, buddy, it, like it's, it's gonna be real exciting around here for the next five years or so. Maybe well, longer than that.
2: If you could time up a mm-hmm. if you could time up a special season with your first year in the SEC I and I know we're talking a far out chance here but like if if you if you put together something special and beat some big-time opponents on the road and at home and you know we're a top five team or whatever in November your first year in the SEC buddy, this place would be bananas It'd feel like 2000 all over again.
1: Yeah, that's why I you know when I look at the timing of this move, um, we'll see what happens. But initially, I like it. I agree with you. Year three is going to be Brent's best team. Hopefully, it's a really good team. I was very impatient about getting to the SEC. I wanted to get there as soon as possible. But I like the idea of year two happening in the Big Twelve with a soft schedule, and then year three, you're you're all in on this thing. And if year three is yeah. his best team, and what happened, like what we're kind of theorizing happens, then you're right, man. It'll it may not be two thousand, but it'll be the closest thing to two thousand that we've seen since then, probably.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, could be special. Uh, regardless, it's going to be fun to uh, to see to see how things break down. Um, you know, we got this year first, right? In I, uh, I've got high expectations for this year for multiple reasons, schedule being one of them. But you know, I. I think that – I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a – not just a better football team, but a much better football team this fall. We'll see if they get there, though, right? It's yeah. It's one thing to, to just say it. It should happen. It's another to, to actually have them show up and do it. So. What,
1: one quick text here. I, this, this is interesting. It's totally off-topic, but it's, I, I find it fascinating. Kyle from Norman, Teddy – any thoughts on Norman home prices in Norman from the SEC move? Will they go up? I've not thought about that angle.
2: Um, that's interesting. Will they go up? Hmm. Possibly? I mean, there, there's way more factors. Like, I guess if you, if you, if you viewed that in a vacuum – without any other economic data built in, like interest rates rising, um, you know, unemployment rising. If everything just was static across the board, then absolutely. And the closer you get to the stadium and to campus, the the more it would affect it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's as simple as anything else. The more desirable an area, uh, the the higher the prices are to live there. So, yeah, I think that that could be a possibility. Now, it's not permanent. Uh, you, It's just like anything else. There's, there's waves of momentum in things, right, where, oh, my gosh, you have to be here, you have to be in this spot, um, look at the growth, look at what's happening, and then, you know, that energy tends to fade and we'll move to a different area. So uh, in the short term, yeah. I I don't think that uh I don't think that's that's a, a reach. Here's the other thing. I if you were to go to the SEC and these are all what ifs and have some success right away the one of the biggest things that you would see boom would be enrollment.
1: Yeah, totally. Bama's had Bama's football success. I think they had what enrollment from a student from all fifty states, maybe here recently. Bama's had their highest enrollment ever. Like football success, I think mm-hmm. at any conference leads to higher enrollment. But yeah, the, the SEC will do that too, one hundred percent.
2: Well, there's there's TV money, there's conference money to be made, but there's there's more more reasons than just that why everyone wants to have a football program and wants to invest in their football program and wants it to do really well, and that is enrollment because there's all kinds of studies that, that link the two directly. So, yeah, I, it, that would be – and that's one of the things that – you talk about the, the SEC payout money and all of those different things that, that are big bonuses, but that's the one that a lot of people are actually eyeing that could sure. be uh, the real game-changer.
1: And the perfect text to send us to break. we can't talk about the SEC impact in Norman without getting this one. How will sugars no longer being on campus corner affect OU recruiting? But there you go. You can send it to break now. This conversation is uh has has uh, gotten to where it needs to go finally.
2: i all I can say about that is missed opportunity because <laughs> your exact target demographic for clientele is about oh, to be storming yes. downtown uh, so Norman true. and uh, campus corner for fans. Every, every conference game that you've got, right? Oh, my gosh. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Stay tuned.
0: One guy played the game, and one guy lives it. The Rush with former Sooner All-American Teddy Lehman and sports fanatic Tyler McComas right here on the home of Sooner fans.
1: Live on the Rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Live at Morris Motorsports here in Chigashay, where the home of Sooner fans. Well, Morris, they're the home of the free lifetime engine warranty. Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Honda, and Heisen. Hey, are you a – does that sound like one of your brands, by the way? Are you partial to Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Honda, or Heisen? How how do you feel about that?
2: Um, I like Can-Am.
1: Okay, you're a Can-Am guy. I would have thought Polaris guy. Guess I'm wrong on that
2: one. Well, I, they're both good. Ken Am, I think uh, it can be a little bit pricier, but I think it's worth it.
1: Ah, nice. Uh, let me read a few texts here, and I guess we got to talk about this big game cut up on Sunday. We've been spending all day on the uh, on the SEC. SEC schedule is supposed to be all opponents, home and away, done in four years. On the pod setup, that means there is six other SEC teams played per year and allows home and away in a four-year cycle. 1-8 format seems like a long shot. I I hope that they're, like, that was the initial thought. I hope that's right, that all opponents home and away should be done in four years. Like, that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. I'm just not convinced that that's going to be the case. I'm like you. Yeah.
2: The texture, you're correct. Absolutely 100% right. But, what you're missing is the scenario that you lay out. It, it changes the ability for scheduling to help certain teams and continue to make it impossible for other teams to ever get a foothold, which is how it's been done in the SEC for a really, really long time. And that's why I believe that, I, the 1-8 is, is, you know, how it sounds to where, you know, it sounds like it's kind of a long shot. That's why it has a chance is because they, they can manipulate who plays who better
1: instead uh, of more. having
2: a set rotation.
1: Oklahoma Johnny says, what you guys just laid out about the overall boom for OU and Norman makes sense. Why OSU fan is so grumpy and don't want to play mean old OU anymore. They know the separation that already exists is going to exponentially widen and they don't want to deal with the helplessness.
2: I mean, that is an interesting point. That if if you're if you're Oklahoma State and you're Oklahoma, like the beef isn't necessarily about sports. It's about like how many how many students are we going to lose in enrollment, perhaps to Oklahoma because they've gone to the SEC? Yeah,
1: right. Uh, yeah, I, that, yeah. It is an interesting text. Um, and by the way, Textline can help us out with this. I'm just curious who's everyone who everyone is rooting for on Sunday because I think it could be split. I think that there's a good amount of OU fans that want Jalen Hurts to win because well, it's. Always nice when you can have – well, I guess this would really be the first time a player that's graduated or left OU as OU is his last school win a title. It would be a first time, so there's that. But I feel like the Chiefs have more likable former OU players within the fan base, if that makes sense. So I'm going to guess it's pretty split for OU fans on who they're rooting for.
2: probably. Well, there's probably more OU fans rooting for the Chiefs just because there's more OU fans that are – both OU fans and Chiefs fans, I mean, yeah. There's a pretty significant carryover there. So,
1: Sooner Gundy says Chiefs! Exclamation mark. So maybe maybe the majority, yeah, rooting for Kansas City. Tell me if you agree with this. Uh, the Chiefs have the better quarterback, which that's that one's hard to deny. The Chiefs have the better quarterback. However, the Eagles are better everywhere else on the field.
2: Yeah. Well, not, I mean, there's some individual spots, but, you know, the the Chiefs receiving core is a little banged up. And, you know, the the secondary for the Eagles is really good. Um, You know, Mahomes is, yeah, he's got the ankle. The ankle should be fine. It should not be a factor at all. But you get sacked in the pocket a couple of times. It doesn't take much for one of those guys to to roll you up on your ankle as they're as you're going down to the ground, like trying to scramble or something. So, yeah, I I, don't, I um I think that I'd take the Eagles. Like if I had to try and predict a score right now, I'd take the Eagles like thirty one twenty eight, something like that. Mm. Fairly uh... fairly high scoring game. Eagles by three.
1: I am uh, taking Kansas City and the under. Now, d- dude, you-, you have to understand okay. the way that I'm picking this game. I'm picking this game you know, solely on what I hope actually happens. Well, actually I'm not because the Eagles wouldn't score on Sunday if I'm picking by what happens. I'm picking Kansas City to win 24-17. You know I hate the Eagles. You know I hate Philadelphia. I can't pick in to win the Super Bowl. Give me the Chiefs by a touchdown. Plus, okay. I- and, I- and I do believe in Patrick Mahomes in this spot, man. Like – has – was Hurts I, – I know that they won in blowout fashion their last two games, but there's been some criticism, a little criticism, about some of the missed throws that Jalen Hurts had in those games. Um, can he play to that level and still win on Sunday? I don't necessarily think so because you got to believe, even with Philly's defensive line, Mahomes is going to rise to the occasion. Like, he's already won a Super Bowl, but maybe his – best single game performance is the last game he played with the bum ankle against the Bengals. i mean that was a legendary performance for patrick mahomes you got to expect him to play well in this game at an elite level most likely
2: um let me uh let me offer something up that may change your opinion okay uh Jackson Mahomes is posting <laughs> uh, private jet TikToks on his way uh, out to the Super Bowl. Gosh,
1: yeah. Huh? Fly, Eagles, fly, now that you say that. <laughs> I can't let Jackson Mahomes destroy the uh, postgame party and parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jackson uh, Mahomes is always a great way to, to change my answer on that. Nice job.
2: Um, hey, we got to hit a timeout, but on the other side... I've got what I believe to be a fascinating question that I want to see how you're going to answer it. I think this. I think. I mean, I think it's. I think it's interesting, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Okay.
1: Well, Teddy's just built it. Up. This up as the biggest question we've had all year long on the show. Let's hope it doesn't disappoint. Let's hope it doesn't suck. It's probably like where does Oklahoma barbecue rank in SEC states now? That's my guess as to what it is.
2: Oh, dude. How did you How'd you guess that?
1: Yeah, I that's, No, I, I, come
2: on. It's way more hard hitting than that. It's a All It's right. a football question. Oklahoma football. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left taking you into the weekend. We'll be back.
0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: Final hour on a football Friday. Sending you into the weekend, the Riverway Casino and Hotel. Bringing you the final hour of The Rush. That was the longest four minutes of my life waiting for that question. Waiting for this football question you got here. What a heck of a tease you had last segment. What do you got? What's this, what's this big question on your mind?
2: Well, it's a little bit more of a scenario that I'd like to lay out for you. Okay. okay. Now, I understand. Um, I believe we went six and seven last season. And with that being said, many believe it's impossible to have a good year this year.
1: Yeah, text line again, uh, remind us what the record was last year. Confirm if it was 6-7 and seven or not. Thank you.
2: So, in order to go through with the exercise, we're going to have to just, like, put out the impossibility of having a, a good season this year and, and assume that it is actually something that could happen. Let's say we make it to the Big 12 championship. We win the Big 12. Ooh, Okay. And we get a semifinal appearance or a New Year's Six. Okay. Dylan Gabriel has a fantastic season and is a Heisman Trophy finalist. Do you want him to go to the NFL or come back? for the 2024 season?
1: I was actually randomly thinking about this very same scenario last night. It is a great question.
2: Um, text line. Like, Hang on a second. Y- you were thinking about it last yes. night when? Yeah. After the show? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, actually. Dude, you're pathetic. Yes. I, hey, man, when you got to come up with four hours of content a day, that's 80% of what I think about. Um, text line, interact with this because it, it, it is a good question. <sighs> Now, I'm not going to approach this as, as what I think he would do. This is what I would want him to do. Um, I think I would always want a Heisman finalist back. Like, do I think that Jackson Arnold, uh, he's going to be a better player someday than Dylan Gabriel? Yes, but I I think it'd be a little bit crazy if they win the Big 12 and make it to a college football playoff and this guy's a Heisman finalist. Yeah, I think absolutely I would want him back, for sure. I, I don't even... I mean, I'm thinking about it a little bit, I guess, but Jackson Arnold's a five-star right now, but there's there's still, I mean, it's still unproven. Yeah, give me Gabriel for another year, for his third year as a starter going in the SEC.
2: Yeah, and here's the thing. If Dylan Gabriel has that type of year, no one's even going to be thinking about Jackson Arnold. You know, that, well, that's maybe. just kind of how it maybe. goes. Well, if he's playing poorly or questionable – and there's opportunities for people to say, should we make a change? That's whenever the backup quarterback is always front and center uh, with everyone's attention. But if the starter's balling out, and I think Dylan Gabriel could, I, I, think, I think Jeff Levy's going to go to him in the running game a lot more than he did this previous season. And that's going to change the entire – Uh, you know, complexion of the offense. It's going to look entirely different.
1: Uh, Here's what the text line has to say. Come back, experience in the first year in the SEC, Uh, 785. If that happens, he needs to declare his stock would never be higher. 4.05, Gabriel can go because there is 0% chance he does any of those things you said. I don't want him to play this year. 9.18, you always want a Heisman finalist to return. The options are Heisman finalist or mystery box. That's kind of my approach to that. Ronnie Crimson says, if DG has that type of season, it's likely Levy gets a head coaching job and Arnold could leave with him wherever he goes. It's an interesting point. You want to address that? Yeah.
2: Well... Yeah, that is that is an interesting point. Um, yeah, and I don't really know. I, it would always it would depend on what the what that job offer was for sure. Um,
1: uh, I like how Dylan finished the year, but that seems like lofty expectations considering some of the poor performances. Guy, this is just a scenario here. You don't have to knock whether this is a likely scenario or not. That wasn't really the yeah.
2: question. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. I'm not I'm not not expecting it to happen. I'm not, not saying it will. It's just a a what if. I come on folks, keep up. <laughs> if that's really how you approach every single minute of your life, how do you ever watch a movie? How do you ever watch like I've been watching Tulsa King? You really expect a mobster to move into town, bunch of people get killed, and no one even bats an eye. Like nothing even happens. Like come on, people.
1: Nice scenario. Nine times out of ten, I'm bringing back the Heisman finalist. What's the one time out of ten? This scenario
2: is yeah, Jackson whenever the, Arnold. Yeah, whatever. Jackson Arnold is the uh, is the backup.
1: That scenario <laughs> is very likely, says the text line. Um. Let's see. Comeback experience, first year in the SEC. Yes. Is Arch Manning really making three point six million before taking a snap? That's what On Three says. That's probably sure. what his evaluation is. I, I I don't know how much he's making though.
2: Yeah. What What would you do? Um, you,
1: you You hoping Gabriel comes back, or are you going with a five star in your scenario? Um.
2: Well, I would. I would. <laughs> It's not even a question for me I would want Dylan Gabriel to come back. Absolutely. 1,000%. I may even offer up money for NIL to have him come back.
1: Wow. How about that? Well, you would have most likely the most experienced quarterback in the SEC in 2024. I think that in itself is, is, is worth it, bringing him back. And he just had his best season ever. At this level, and he has all that experience, it, yeah, I, it, it's a great question. Some people don't understand the word hypothetical. We're seeing that. But it's a pretty easy answer to me. I Bring Gabriel back, man. Because then what ha- If you want Gabriel to go, like, there's no guarantees on Jackson Arnold. What if he were to get hurt in game two or three in 2024? Then what situation are you in? Bet you're wishing that killing uh, Gabriel situation. be back then.
2: Oh, you said Jackson. I thought you said Dylan Gabriel gets hurt in the. No, 24th no, 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 no. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick question, Tyler. Player A, 3,168 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. Player B, 3,328 yards, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. Do you know who those two players are?
1: I'm guessing they both played college football last year. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. Could you give me any other hit, like which which conference they played in or if they're coming back this year?
2: Um, One is coming back. The other is not.
1: Okay. I'm going to guess 25 touchdowns, six interceptions is Bryce Young. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. Actually, no, I'll say the first one, 25 and six, is Dylan Gabriel. I'm guessing you're going to use Gabriel here. Gabriel is one, and Bryce Young is the other. You nailed it. Nice. That's right.
2: That's how sucky our quarterback was, okay? Um, But, you know, he's god-awful. He's pathetic, and there's no way he can have a good season next year. Um, but numbers pretty comparable to Bryce Young's, you know, so (laughs) there you go. Uh,
1: Text line, it's officially Pacifico time, 15 minutes before the rush signs off. Have a 12-pack, Teddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you may need one now. (laughs) Way to send you into the weekend. Thanks, guys.
2: Well, in my defense, I am as dumb as a rock, okay, so – just one you know, rock, not multiple
1: rocks, just just one big old rock explain hypothetical to rock. these morons, yeah, I don't think that that's gonna work, but that's that's yeah, probably a fair idea, um yeah, you're picking Philly, I'm picking Kansas City, you picking o u to beat k u tomorrow no, hmm. yeah,
2: I can't do it mm-hmm. uh I think that like I said, I think they play um think they play' tough um I think. We, we're just not going to have the offense down the stretch to be able to get it done. Um, I think we, think we lose. Probably lose by – I think it's going to be fairly tight. We get into a scenario where we're fouling and crap late. We probably lose by seven or eight.
1: Oh, so you're saying that uh, you're emotionally bought in with five minutes left and then that's when KU wins the game? That's what we have to look forward to tomorrow? Great.
2: A couple of bad calls. Uh, going to go against us, go in KU's favor, well, shockingly. You've got
1: to factor that in. That, what, yeah, that's it. Well, duh. They're, they're playing KU, right? Well, of course. You not even have to throw that in. Uh,
2: I, and I do predict that Porter Moser is going to grab the mic from the PA announcer oh my and gosh. say no matter how biased the referees are in favor of KU, uh, don't throw stuff onto the floor.
1: Please don't make fun of Bill Self's toupee. (laughs) He should throw that in. That's
2: right. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up. Stay tuned. This hour
0: of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel, over 2,700 electronic games, 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35
1: all right final segment of the week sitting you into the weekend enjoy the hoops tomorrow enjoy the softball tonight throughout the weekends enjoy all the sports enjoy the football on Sunday as well uh, OU baseball will have an open scrimmage tomorrow at 245 at Eldale Mitchell Park so if you're going to the hoops game you can go over to Eldale Mitchell Park and uh, get a sneak peek at the 2023 Sooners we'll close it out today with uh, Teddy he's got a special guest.
2: Yeah, hanging out here with Jordan Hobbs. She's a physician assistant here at Orthostat, um, and I'm assuming a Hall of Famer at HERA, right, for the basketball team? (laughs) Yes,
3: yes. I had a twin sister, too, so both of us. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice.
2: That's really cool. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you do here at Orthostat. What type of injuries do you see the most come through?
3: So a lot of times we see a ton of broken bones, um, and so that basically means fractures that don't pierce the skin, you know, closed fractures. um, We see a lot of sports injuries, so a ton of athletes, whether it's elementary school kids, high school, college, Um, sprains, strains, you know, weekend warriors, adults who just kind of have, you know, tweaks that they've injured themselves recently. And we see a lot of arthritis patients, too, that, you know, we do injections and things like that as well.
2: What What would you say the typical ages of your patients are?
3: We see anywhere from two-year-olds to 100-year-olds. Um, on the weekends, I think we see more kind of you know t- early teens, more younger kids. But throughout the week, we see all ages.
2: Which you know, one of the big benefits coming here, open till 7 p.m. and mm-hmm. open on the weekends, and yes. you can come in and see experts that are, um, you can see physicians that are experts in orthopedic injuries, other than going to the ER, where you never know what you're going to get. Yes. So <laughs> what's the protocol? You fall, you break your ankle what's what should you do before you come into orthostat
3: so basically, you just need to make sure that you know you're you, you have someone that can drive you. If you can't drive yourself, you just need an insurance card. But basically, just bring yourself. It's a walk-in clinic, so you don't have to have an appointment. Um, you know, just show up and we will take your information, get you in the chart, take X-rays, and kind of determine treatment from there. If we need to provide a brace or a splint or you know um, any type of follow-up treatment, imaging like an MRI. And then what's great about us being within our ortho uh, you know our orthopedic office, we can actually refer you to an orthopedic specialist within our group. And in a relatively quickly manner.
2: And this is kind of, I think you answered some of this here, but... What happens if you come in uh, and, and you see a patient that you do think is going to need surgery? What happens there?
3: Well, that is the benefit. Both Michael and I, both of us are providers that have, you know, done orthopedics for years, and we both have worked with surgeons as well in the past. So we are very well equipped to kind of look at a fracture or look at injury and tell a person, hey, this is going to need surgery or this won't need surgery, um, in which case we can tell them in detail kind of what the recovery is going to look like for that. We also know our specific providers in our group to get them to, so we have a foot and ankle guy. We have sports guys. We have, you know, joint specialists. So we get them to who they need to go to, you know, in in a quick fashion.
2: That's awesome. Good stuff. Now, you told me you played hoops in college up in Kansas. Yes. You got, Does that mean you're a Chiefs fan? You are going for the Chiefs this weekend? Or? <laughs> My
3: four years there, yes. I definitely felt like I was. But I feel like I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles this weekend. I'd rather have an OU quarterback win than a Texas Tech quarterback. So.
2: You and me both. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in, Jordan. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you guys Monday. We're out of here.
0: Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ Perry
1: on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.